Welcome to Having a Time with Jen and Christy, a place to come, have fun, listen in, connect, and honestly, just shoot the shit. Two small town Newfoundlanders who reconnected after decades of living very different lifestyles, working very different careers, meet on this podcast to share stories, collaborate, and we instantly reconnected while trying to find our own selves. We found out that the magic in what some people, including ourselves, seem to be missing were those in-between moments and being present in those. Those authentic connections, those raw and real moments, those true connections. We invite you to come and have a yarn with us, as we say in Newfoundland, share a story, have a laugh, and a listen in together. We're going to have a yarn, talk about everything, connect about things that people love to chat about, and even those things that are really hard to discuss. This podcast is about connection, and especially connecting authentically and sharing the real real. So come and have a yarn. You are welcome at our table anytime. Hey guys, welcome to episode four. We are beyond excited and so honored to be able to bring our voices to you and so grateful and thank you so much for listening to our previous episodes. So if you've not went back and had a listen, now is the time to do so. But on today's episode, we want to chat with you about numbers. And honestly, this whole episode idea came up because of conversations that we have in our day-to-day life about numbers and, you know, the scale or the amount of sleep or the amount of friends or followers you have on social media. So take a listen with us. See what you think. Join us on Having a Time. Welcome back. It's episode four, take two. (laughs) Let's be honest and let's be raw. This is take two because what just happened in the first two minutes was not going on air. But stay tuned. There might be a bloopers reel coming up on our Instagram page at having a time podcast. I remembered it this time. Absolutely. Today we are talking about numbers, numbers that matter, numbers that don't. Sometimes what we, you know, focus on where and the areas that we shouldn't. Um, and so, yeah, let's ju- just jump into it. Um, and Christy had a good idea about kind of like our first podcast where we kind of jump back and forth of throwing things out there. Um, so we're, we're just going to put it out there right from the beginning. Like, what is a number that you would say in your kind of health and wellness journey that has not ever mattered to you? Well, let's backtrack it a second because it mattered to me a lot in the beginning. Oh, so one number that mattered to me a lot in the beginning was the one that everybody's going to obviously know right from the start of this. We're talking about numbers and we're talking about health and wellness and Most people get started on this journey because of the number that faces them from the bottom of the floor when they're looking down, they're standing on that scale and that number is dictating everything to that person. So in the beginning, that number means a lot and the focus on it is super crazy. And you're talking about the number on a scale, number on a scale. You're talking about your kilos, your pounds, how heavy you are 
defined with like gravity, like how much you actually weigh. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, in the beginning, I think for a lot of people that I've connected with and you've connected with for sure as well is I don't want to be that number anymore. And it, uh, we allow that number to define who we are as a human being and define our worth and, and, you know, what we can wear and what we can't wear. And it controls so much of our lives. And I think that's where I got started with this is like, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that number on a scale. And why, why would you say it doesn't matter to you as much now? That's that's the best part, right? I think we're probably a little like, I don't know, like, did the number matter to you ever? You know what? I had to be honest when I, so the two times the number kind of really mattered to me was when uh, I was like nine months pregnant. Um, I was over 230 pounds and I remember I asking, asking my midwife to stop weighing me because I didn't want to know. So at that point, I don't know if it mattered, uh, at that point, because I really didn't want to know, or if I was too embarrassed or, or what, even though I was carrying a baby, like I knew my weight was going up, but like it, it went up a lot. Right. Um, And I think that after my daughter was born and the weight got stuck at a certain point where I was just like, I can't do this myself. I thought that I could, you know, get back to, you know, a certain, so yeah, I would. Yeah. So you know what? I would say there were two points in my life where the number was important to me, but knowing that, you know, the weight scale doesn't determine how I feel in terms of like my body composition. It doesn't like, I always understood that muscle weighs more than fat and that I understood the, you know, concept of just like losing inches and and feeling, you know, with your body on, you know, intrinsically and, and how you feel and how like inches and, uh, those things matter like much more. I would say there's probably two points in my life where, yes, I did kind of have the aha, oh my God, like crippling, (laughs) uh, to the point where, you know, but it wasn't anything that I personally ever really, really focused on. I would always use it as a measurement. Right. And usually that measurement was an indicator of how I felt. Right. And it's interesting because now that I, I'm thinking about the times where it mattered and where it didn't, when I was at my lowest, I was going to go weight, there. Yeah. yeah. When I was at my lowest weight, um, in my mid twenties, my smallest frame of my body, I was actually the unhealthiest I've yeah. ever been in my life. So I feel like I always knew my body where it felt, it felt comfortable. It felt good. It felt strong. And, you know, there were always two extremes. Like, and if I was somewhere in between, like I, I was okay with it, but yeah, I, as you know, like I struggled with migraines for decades to the point where I was on anti-seizure and anti-epileptic medication that would have to be increased every three months. And the medication left me with speech 
basically an, almost like a speech impediment, uh, brain fog blocking. Um, it left me with r- crazy taste in my mouth um, that affected what I wanted to put in. So I didn't eat as much. And but I dropped to literally like a hundred and probably 115, 120 pounds. And for my body, that was, I was a stick. I was so sick. I was so ill. I was so weak. So yeah, it is a number, right? Uh, The weight scale is a tool. It is a number, but we, I don't think that, I think that we put too much emphasis on it. Yeah. Um, And it's not, I feel like in some senses, it is a number that we can use as an indicator to, to collect data. That's what numbers are for, right? Exactly. To collect. Yeah. A hundred percent. You nailed it. It's a data. Um, And I'm very similar to you. Uh, And like you, you threw me right back because I left high school. So for anybody that don't actually have never met me in person, because some people got this crazy idea that I might be a little tall (laughs) and I'm not, I'm about five, one on a good day. So when I left high school and went to university, I wasn't even allowed to donate blood because I didn't weigh enough. I literally tipped a hundred pounds on a scale just before high school finished a hundred freaking pounds. Like that's teeny. So I was always the skinny girl. And I tell you, that plays on your mind a lot, too, when you're getting on a scale and you're trying to hit a number so that you're not that skinny girl anymore. And I didn't feel good about that and the way people said it. And then the number on the scale mattered after I had my children. For some reason, I didn't even give a rat's ass how heavy I was when I was pregnant. And I put on about 40, 50 pounds my first pregnancy at about... 30 pounds my second pregnancy because I didn't lose the weight from the first pregnancy. Um, but it was after I had my kids and that number kept staring at me. So it were so similar. Mm-hmm. The tiny number hit us, you know, the after baby number hit us. And the number mattered to me until I got to a certain point on my journey where it became the data and it became the tool. And the number will never define who I am anymore because my body lives off of so many other variables that that number can no longer define who I am, which is, it's powerful. And I wish you can just kind of put that in everybody else who is still caught up because I still have conversations with people who only can see the number on a scale. And it's exhausting trying to get them to understand how that should not have control over their lives. Right. Because don't you feel that some people it affects their mood for the rest of the day? Yes. It affects it, it. It's like, oh, if it goes up, then, you know, and I feel like certain people you work with have different goals, right? Yeah. So yeah, I think we need to use, use it as a tool, use it as a data indicator, but we need to listen to our, our own selves like internally a little bit more than what that that data point is um and dig into why maybe that's you know like there's so many other measurements that and before I jump into other things you had me thinking about a number that kind of doesn't define you how often do we talk about age and we're like oh you're 40 plus now or oh you're 60 plus I work with seniors 
you know, and how often is that a number? Yeah, it's important, but it's really the day that you were born and it doesn't really define you in any way. But I feel like we do, we do judge based on, oh, you're in your twenties. It's going to be easy for you to do this, or you're in your eighties. You can't do that. Oh no. Let me tell you the people that I work with, they, if there's a whole lot of things that they can do and are able to do. Um, so yeah, let's chat about age. I love, I love the chat about age and I'll always think about my grandmother when it comes to talking about age and numbers. Cause every time she turns a new year over, do you feel like you're that age, Nan? And we call our grandmas. I call my grandma, Nan, you call your grandma, Nan. And she was like, age is just a number. And I've heard her say it so often that that's what's ingrained in my head. So I don't believe that, well, you know, I've probably lived half my life and things are going to hurt and things are going to get like, yes, we're going to age. Yes, our bodies are breaking down from the day we were born. But if you only focus on every day that you're getting a little bit older, you're you're going to age quicker, I think. Yeah. So I've, I've personally... And I, you probably feel to say, I feel better now than I did when I was 23 and having my first child. Like I have I'm age now. I love being in my forties. I am mid forties and I am happier and healthier now than I've ever been. I have to say the same, like I was pretty healthy. I was pretty active and I felt really good, uh, like in my late high school days, um, like agility wise, uh, just, I just felt, I felt good. Um, I can say I feel 10 times better now that I have control over my nutrition and know what serves my body, you know, and makes me feel better. Like a hundred percent. I feel stronger. I feel more in control. I feel like I have control over my pain and, you know, for, you know, for the most part. Um, and I think that, yeah, I, I heard something the other day and it said, rather than, uh, you know, asking somebody how old they are, why don't you ask them how long they've been living their life on purpose? No, (laughs) right. That's huge. I'm really young. If we're going to talk like that, then I'm really free. I'm still a baby. Yeah. Because it's just beginning. It is just beginning because I didn't start living my life on purpose until I was almost 40. So how powerful is that? I, I like that. Thank you for sharing. No, I'm serious. Thank you for saying that. I want to use that every day now. But how many times have we had the conversation, even in ourselves and with our business and, you know, and we say, I feel like we're just starting. And yes, it does. Like, this is literally just the beginning. And how many times do we have to say, it doesn't have to be like, you don't have to wait to start, start now, let this be your day one. It's okay. Like, this is just the beginning. This doesn't have to be the last five years of your life to get whatever to like step into it now let it be new like you know um I'm so excited because I had a a senior and I I know I chat about this quite a bit but I I love it I and she had never done an exercise program ever in her life and she's in her mid 80s and she said 
I feel better now than I ever have. I don't know why I didn't use this before. Thank you for making it so accessible. And I'm like, this is, anybody can do it at any age, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, that mindset game, right? That, that part where you convince yourself that you're too old to do something. I know. I know. And when you talk about like numbers and age, like I, I hear so many nurses talk about how, you know, you've given up full-time work. I could never do that. I'm so close to my retirement age that I wouldn't want to mess with anything. Now there's a whole pile of numbers all in that one little conversation that we could talk about. A million numbers. A million of them. And I'm like, yeah, okay. But you're just going to continue to complain about where you are until you get to that sweet number of retirement. And then what? then what? So they see me do something outside that norm, like giving up my full-time career, giving up my seniority number, giving up that full-time pension number that people focus their lives on. Um, and it's just, you know, brave or stupid or whatever it is. I started living that life on purpose. That is going to be my head for the rest of the day now. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's let's unpack that one. And that brings me to, you know, I had jotted down a few notes with kind of numbers that don't define me. And for me personally, we've chatted about this before too, about, you know, how much money you had growing up or how much money you're making now or how much, you know, and I had to make that shift after I gave up my full-time income to do health and wellness coaching. And to take the chance on bettering myself mentally, physically to be the best mom that I could be. Yeah, I gave up a a full-time income, but what did I gain, right? What did I gain? How, how much, you know, and how much of a better mom I became? No, no money can put, and I'm going to probably get a little bit emotional, but how I will never, ever, ever take a paycheck. I will never, ever take giving up or getting back to the, that place that I, that I was for like a paycheck just to like make ends meet or pay bills or do things to not be satisfied with where I am mentally and emotionally and and connected with my family like it matters so much more to me than a number or a title and I feel like sometimes a lot of people focus on oh my god I need to get that raise because I need to get that title and I need to get that money and I and of course yes you do need to make you do need to make things possible like but there's other things out there that if you get a little bit savvy or if you get a little bit creative, you can figure it out. And, um, yeah, I know that I kind of went off topic there, but that that's where my mind just went. That, you know, yeah, I don't think you went off topic at all. I'm just like trying to blink and not get emotional listening to you and watching you. Um, but I think you nailed it because, yeah, we do get caught up in that numbers game in like, am I making a big enough paycheck? Am I making enough money to keep up with the neighbor next door? And you lose sight of what's more valuable in your life based on a number that's in your account. Um, And I'm there with you. And it's like, you know, I know that my account doesn't match some accounts of other people, but man, my life is full. 
you know, like my life is so full of so much more than a dollar in my bank account. I don't care if there's not this six, seven figure income when I can have so many more blessings from the income that I get to create because of something that I'm passionate about. Yeah. And going back to that age where kind of I flipped the script with the, instead of how old you are, how long have you been living your best life? It's the same thing with like, people will ask is like, well, how long have you been married or how many kids that you have? What if you flip the script to say like, well, how long have you been making the best of your relationship? Yeah. How long have you been a present, you know, and, and a uh, parent or how long, how many people have you helped in your career? Right. Like those are numbers for me that matter. Yeah. Those are things that, that matter. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's, there's such a, I think we can go down a wormhole of every number that we're going to bring up and do like way more digging into yeah. what each individual number will mean. And it's, it's insane. Um, and I know for us too, we'll, I'll throw it into another number that we can chat about now is, you know, as health and wellness coaches and running our businesses, we want to make connections with people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people get caught up with how many likes they have on social media. How many friends do you have on social media? How many friends do you have in life in general? And for me personally, I've never been somebody who's wanted to be able to say that I have a thousand friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I, I'm not a social butterfly. We've talked about this. I'm like, I'm such an introvert that I can't expect to have a huge outside friend world mm -hmm. um but the closeness of the people in my life that that amount of number that that don't that it wasn't english was that english well, well that yeah like the quality the quality of the number of people that i can honestly say are friends is way more important but you'll see so many social media influencers like so excited like 1 million like I just literally don't get me started on on the show that I was watching with Lauren last night but when we followed up with what happened after this show and you go into their social media and it's like oh 1 million and I'm like I wouldn't want 1 million people to know what I'm up to like that's that's just nosy judgmental people <laughs> I just feel you're gonna fall it right so yeah well, how do you feel where do where's your take for me, I, I have always been an extrovert. I've always loved connecting to people's stories. You've been with me. Like I'll chat with the waiter and by the end of it, like best friends and just want to know like his story. Um, I've always had a, had a strong circle of friends, um, but close friends have been even smaller. Right. So for me, it's always about quality um, over quantity, too, and making sure that they're they're meaningful. And um, yeah, in terms of social media, I I think of it as in value. Can I give somebody value? Will they come back to my page? Are they just being nosy and wanting to know what I'm up to and just being whatever? 
you know, I, I can sometimes tell those from, because those are the ones that don't comment and that will just watch. Whereas, you know, individuals that actually engage and, and are getting value are the ones that are, are that are connecting or, or reaching out. So for me, um, not, not a metric that it's a metric that I measure in terms of my, my business, uh, sense, but it's not a, a metric that I, uh, I guess quantify in terms of has anything to define me ever, yeah. Yeah. ever. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We feel so much the same. We can't even have a good argument. <laughs> okay. So what about clothes and how clothes fit you? Oh, that. I think the world has messed with us so often and I'll give you an example now. So I just literally yesterday had a chat with somebody just had a baby. She feels good. She is down to her pre-pregnancy weight. She feels incredible. She went to the store to get a pair of jeans. She wanted to treat herself to a new pair of pants and she tried on the same size pants that she wore before she carried a beautiful child and brought this child into the world and she couldn't get them done off why and then that plays on your head so she quit she didn't get herself a new pair of pants because the number on the tag on a pair of pants in her head told her that she shouldn't feel as good as she felt like that that was the emotional connection of a number on a pair of jeans that's messed up it's so like and I think in a lot of our groups, like these are the conversations that I love that our groups have openly. Yes. Um, and if you're ever in, get a chance to get into to one of our free groups or any of the challenges that were kind of upcoming and running, you'll find that these are the the healthy conversations that we have with our partners and with the people that do challenges with us are, you know, ways that numbers can actually help us in terms of like keeping accountable and being on track, but not defining us, but also realizing that like, you're, you need to tell yourself that like, we raise each other up to celebrate these like non-scale victories and all these good things about like, with one another, like when, when you're in our groups, like the cheer squad that we have rooting for one another Amazing. is so much more. And I wish that lady, cause I know she had it from you, but I wish she would be able to come into our chats on a Sunday and, and be part. So we can speak openly about that to break down some of those like right. feelings that she could have. Yeah. Like I just, I feel like there's a lot of times when you suffer kind of in silence with your own thoughts because of situations like that, where you really have to step back and go, I am not letting that control me today. Completely. Right? Completely. And I won't go back into the number on the scale, but to speak to that same thought process, I wake up in the morning. I feel good. You know, you get up, you feel like, oh, I'm not bloated today. I feel really good. Oh, I like how I'm looking in the mirror. And then you decide I'm going to get on the scale because I feel really good. You jump on there and you don't see a number that you think you should see. And immediately your day is like, oh, why do I feel good? I'm still that number. Yeah. So like, that's so why I feel like some of the tools that we have in terms of like, um, like tracking things, like sometimes tracking these numbers are good. And we have a ton of different tools that like 
well, did you even have a poop today? <laughs> like, how much water did you drink how yesterday? How shit are you, though? <laughs> like, literally. Like, so it could come down to something as simple as that. Yeah. Like, what, what, yeah. You know, what workout did you, what muscles are repairing from yesterday? Like, you can go back. How many vegetables did you get in? What fruits did you get in? What, like, so, like, let's have conversations like that so that it makes sense, right? right. Exactly. Um, and women, like, there's a lot of other things that we should be focusing on. Like, one number that matters to me hugely right now is sleep and sleep quality. Oh. Like, getting enough rest is vital right. for me. Like, I right. have a sweet spot. And the quality of sleep also, right? So, how, <laughs> why don't we chat about that more? so true and honestly like when it comes from healthcare how many times do you go in with health concerns and health issues how many so to our listeners how many times has your doctor ever said to you how are you sleeping because it's Never. not taken into consideration with how it's affecting your overall health not just your mental well-being but like like the the cells in your body and the regeneration of what you're trying to do to maintain a healthy lifestyle and I love that it's part of our programs to talk about sleep and how important it is. And I, okay, so I can function off of stupid sleep hours, but I also know when I function my best. So as a nurse who works night shifts, there's times when I've had to get up after three hours of sleep and make my day work. Do I feel great? No. So for me, my, my favorite number, my favorite number and my quality of sleep, if I can get eight to nine hours of sleep, you might as well just move over the next day. I'm coming. What, like you need that done. Got it. You need, this needs to be done. Cool. Got it. Okay. Groceries. No problem. Dishes. Got it. You need to go here. Perfect. Right. As opposed to little sleep. Don't talk to me. I would, I would literally. I could, I think I may have to be admitted to some sort of psychiatric ward <laughs> if I had to operate on three to four hours of sleep. Yeah. Like it is so crucial to me um, that I, yeah. So my, my, I'm probably like the same thing, like eight, eight and a half. I find if I like, well, I never ever get too much. But like, I like looking at the alarm if I, you know, and seeing that, all right, I have nine hours to get up till tomorrow or I have eight hours so that I can actually yeah. fall. So those are numbers that I, I feel like we should be focusing on. Like, yes. And, you know, a lot of people, even like with BMI, that's a, like a controversial one um, and, and things like that. So I feel like yeah. we may have a bit of variance there. But I feel much like the scale, it's a similar, it's a skim, similar tool. Um, you know, there is a healthy range. It is, it is for a particular reason, but I feel like we should be focusing on more on like, what are your blood pressure numbers? What are your blood sugar and like your glucose level numbers? What are your, you know, L, what is it? LDL and HDL? Yeah. Cholesterol. Yeah. Like what are those, those numbers looking uh, what are your vitamin levels at? Like, where are you with your iron and your magnesium and your B's and your, you know, all those so things. 
and what? getting into like middle age now, like there's way more, like I, I want to absorb knowledge of estrogen levels, yeah. like, yeah. you know, hormonal changes. What is happening now? How do I have best control over my body? So it's amazing. Like the things that I think about now that are important to me compared to the things that I thought about 10 years ago in number. And wouldn't it have been good to have a baseline then? Oh, can't even. I can't imagine. And just to, just to know, just to know that we get to impact people's lives and be able to get them to focus differently on the things that should be more valuable to them because of our experience. That's why we're doing this. So powerful. It is so powerful. Like it's, you know, it's not like we're trying to keep some top secret. It's like, Hey Jen, did you know if you could do this? Right. We're like trying to shout it from the rooftops. Like these are the things you need to focus on. This is how we live our happiest lives. And before we end this podcast, because we're coming up on our half hour, I want to say one more number that is so super important in my life. And it's countdowns to experiences. (laughs) Say what? But I like, and I get giddy. Like those are numbers that should be a part of your life. You should be counting down to something exciting. You should be counting up the amount of experiences you get to have because you chose to embrace life and love life. And at the time of the recording of this podcast, we're down to four nights for our next trip together. When you guys hear this podcast, we're going to be at the end of an amazing new experience together. I can't, we should tally up how many experiences we've got to have since we've decided. So blessed. Let's do something amazing. So those numbers should be an important part of your life. And if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I don't have any countdowns. I don't have any experiences to get excited about. We'll freaking create some, set some. Put a date down, do something exciting. I don't, it doesn't matter what it is. Countdowns are incredible. I love doing a workout program and ticking off, counting down the number of days until I complete a new program. Like numbers can be an amazing part of your life. I I feel like they can help you keep your focus. They can help you keep uh, like accountable. They can help keep you on track and like working towards something. Like you said that, that countdown to, to our upcoming trip. Um, and also like, you know, I, I am so thankful that we have these open conversations because there's so much more that, people should be focusing on. Um, in, in my opinion, I feel I have hundreds and hundreds of conversations with people on a, you know, or monthly or quarterly basis. And sometimes the emphasis seems to be on the the wrong numbers. Whereas sometimes we've talked about little shifts every day in your life. Like how much outside time are you getting? How many steps are you getting? How much water are you drinking day-to-day things that you as a human have control over much control yeah to prioritize your health and wellness those are the numbers of minutes of play with your child and not the screen time on the phone right the conversations with your daughter and having quality time together doing something and not you know not being 
for me, it would have been stuck at a nine to five or, you know, doing whatever for me, I will always tell journey. It's not going to be the map, the, the, you know, numbers on your SAT scores or your GPA. Like I taught in Korea and that those students were so stressed out with those test numbers and getting to and into a university. It's not going to be about your weight. It's not going to be about your age or the calories that you put into your body. It's going to be about exactly what you said, Christy. It's going to be about making memories making sure that we are working, you know, toward, towards wellness, physically, mentally, uh, in a community and that your value is, it, it matters in so many other ways than a lot of things that society has put on to us. Um, and we've put on ourselves, I think. Sometimes I feel like we've put this pressure on ourselves and we've used these numbers. So we, I hope this conversation has hit home for some sparked an idea spark spark a thought process um because thinking is important yeah and sometimes it just takes a shift use the tools that you're you can yeah exactly a shift in your mindset a shift in how you think and how you approach it um prioritizing numbers that are going to make you feel better as opposed to numbers that are going to make you feel like shit and on that we'll uh, be checking in next time from Cancun or Mayan Riviera, Mexico. Are we going to tape there? We should 100% tape there. Okay. That's going to be great. Next time.